right, folks, and welcome aboard. We have reached, how symbolic is this, the 666th day of slowing the spread, 666, here on this Tuesday night, as far as the Biden administration goes. Well, tick as we tick it down and down and down, 1,104 days left to go. So I want to read you a piece, and this is in the Federalist. I saw it yesterday. Uh, we didn't get around to it yesterday. Probably should have. And here's the headline. Now, this is um, Evita Duffy who writes this. Quote, here's the headline. Disgraced FBI number two, Andrew McCabe. Now, if you're thinking, oh, I've heard that name before, Andrew McCabe. I swear I've heard that. Well, he used to be the deputy director of the FBI. Now, listen to this. McCabe calls for feds to treat mainstream conservatives like domestic terrorists. Well, how do you like that one? Now, if you remember, folks, last week, I reported on this article. It was a, a poll, if anything, in the, well, it was written into article form by the Washington Times. Here was the headline. Majority of Republicans believe the FBI is acting as Biden's personal Gestapo. Now, this was the Rasmussen um, report survey showing 61% of likely Republican voters believe the FBI is acting as Biden's Gestapo. So take that and listen. Uh, keep that in your mind as I take you through this article um, in the Federalist. Also today, AP reporting, quote, here's the headline. So this is McCabe saying uh, conservatives are like domestic terrorists. And I have the quotes in front of me here. I'll get to that in a second. But the AP reporting today, the Justice Department is creating a new unit focused on domestic terrorism. The Department of Justice is establishing a specialized unit focused on domestic terrorism, the department's top national security official told lawmakers today, as he described an elevated threat from violent extremists in the United States. Now, what do you think this is all about? Anybody at all who disagrees with anything that old Joe Unity has to say, you consider yourself a conservative? You must be, according to Joe Unity Biden, according to the entire White House administration, according to Kamala Harris, Nancy Pelosi, Charles E. Schumer, take your pick as far as the Democratic Party goes. If the, uh, you're a conservative, the FBI, along with the White House, along with all these Democrats, believe that you must be a domestic terrorist. And so the Justice Department announced this today that they're creating this unit on domestic terrorism a day. Well, uh, this appeared in the Federalist yesterday, but this was last Thursday at the University of Chirac. Andrew McCabe, the former FBI uh, deputy director, was there and he was there. He was invited to discuss the January 6th insurrection. Some of the quotes here. Now, I want you to keep this in mind as well. Andrew McCabe, who's saying all the quotes that I'm going to get to here in a second, he used to be the number two guy 
at the FBI. Below only, Jim Comey. And this was the same FBI that was spying on the Trump campaign. Same FBI, you know, that included the FBI agent, Peter Strzok, who was ensuring his FBI lawyer girlfriend, Lisa Page, Trump's not, she says, she's fretting, folks. She's, she's, she's so worried. Trump's not, Trump's not going to win, is he? No, 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 no. No, he won't win, Peter Strzok replies. We'll stop it. The FBI publicly, well, it was private at the time. Then we find out that the messages became public saying behind the scenes, no, Trump's not going to win. Same Peter Strzok who said, oh, I can smell the Trump supporters in Walmart. So why should we as conservatives have any trust at all in the FBI? You know, cops are always under attack by the Democratic Party. You can't believe the police. You can't trust police. Uh, if, if, if you're a minority, you better start videotaping uh, police officers with your phone. You know, you, you feel like you're going to lose your life if you get pulled over by police. Everything that they throw in there that just makes no sense at all. The Democrats just want to start this narrative that cops are bad. And, of course, they built that over the, the George Floyd incident that uh, that it happened in 2020 with uh, Derek Chauvin. So they run with that, and they push this agenda, and they, it, and they even said it. They said it out loud. Defund the police. Joe Biden said police have now become the enemy. And he supports reallocating funds. New York City, defunding the police. LA, defunding the police. Big major American cities everywhere in this country, defund saying defunding the police and then taking action and defunding the police. I'm Minnesota. Now look at Minneapolis. They were voting on abolishing. The police totally. Islam Omar, the congresswoman from Minnesota, was saying that that policing, it, it's done. It's over with. It can't be trusted anymore. It needs to be abolished. You hear all of this from the squad, the AOCs of the world, Rashida Tlaib, you know, Ayanna Press. All these people say we want to defund the police. So they tell you you can't trust the police. Oh, but when it comes to the FBI... No, 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 you can definitely trust the FBI. Why is the FBI just uh, automatically should be believed? Why after comments like this, after Jim Comey spying on the Trump campaign, why should conservatives trust the FBI blindly? I would argue at this point in time, the FBI needs to earn that trust from conservatives. Let me give you some of what Andrew McCabe uh, said last Thursday at the University of Chirac. Avita Duffy writes, of course, neither the University of Chicago nor McCabe acknowledge the irony in him discussing the integrity of democracy in America. You know, what McCabe said uh, at the event uh, last week, even more shocking than his invitation to speak in the first place. She writes, there are four, the most appalling assert uh, uh, assertions, assertions, excuse me, and policy proposals that McCabe made. Number one, listen to this. Conservatives are in the same category as Islamic terrorists. Andrew McCabe 
likened conservatives to members of the Islamic Caliphate. Quote, I can tell you from my perspective of spending a lot of time focused on the radicalization of international terrorists and Islamic extremists and extremists of all stripes is that this group shares many of the same characteristics of those groups that we've seen radicalized along entirely different ideological lines. How about that? So if you're a conservative, you are in the same dang group as Islamic terrorists. Also said, McCabe, uh, as Duffy writes, according to McCabe, a grandma who shares a Federalist article on the old Facebook and your uncle, who wears a Let's Go Brandon hat, or excuse me, coffee mug, who has a Let's Go Brandon coffee mug, same thing, you get the point. They're in the same category as a jihadist who killed 49 people at an Orlando nightclub. And again, remember, this was the FBI deputy director saying this stuff. Number two, parents at school board meetings pose a threat to national security. Quote, Political violence is not just confined to the Capitol. It's going on in school boards around the country. It's going on in local elections. It's happening, you know, even to healthcare workers. What and what exactly is happening to healthcare workers? They're extremists? Healthcare workers are domestic terrorists? You know, if you haven't already heard, Democrats are branding parents who oppose child mask mandates and racist critical race theory indoctrination as domestic terrorists they're so dangerous these parents right that it is actually essential we have a rapid and complete response by law enforcement at the state local and federal level level to this sort of political violence and holding america's parents you know so-called accountable that's not enough for mccabe he wants to make sure that federal agencies also, quote, put out that message that this sort of conduct that both horribly victimizes individuals, but also serves to undermine our democratic process, is considered a threat to national security, and it should not be tolerated. I mean, folks, this is astonishing stuff here from the former FBI deputy director. McCabe also he wants more surveillance of mainstream conservatives. He says, I'm fairly confident that the FBI have reallocated resources and repositioned some of their counterterrorism focus to increase their focus on right-wing extremism. Notice that he doesn't say a word about left-wing extremism. He says nothing about that. It's all about the right wing. So why should... Any right-wingers in this country believe or have confidence in anything that the FBI is peddling to us. Why should we automatically believe the FBI? Why should we think that they're the good guys and yet police officers and cops in this country are, 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 are killing minorities? That's, the facts don't even back that up. Um, also says, I think that if we were to do that, Focus on right-wing extremism and domestic violent extremists. Well, that that's obviously a good thing. Says uh, the FBI need to stop merely focusing on the fringes of the right-wing movement in order to catch this threat of the right. McCabe quote: 
Are you going to catch this threat if you focus if your focus is only on the traditional right-wing extremist? Those groups that we know about the quote the quote unquote fringes of the right-wing movement says I think the answer to that is no. McCabe also now listen to this. This is awfully ironic if you ask me. McCabe wants to get around constitutional obstacles that restrict the abuses of federal agencies. He explained the path to granting the feds more power to spy on and punish extremists, aka conservatives, is by implementing federal penalties against domestic terrorism. Hmm. All of this and then here in the very ne next week after McCabe says all of this, as the AP reports, the Justice Department is creating a new unit focused on domestic terrorism. Oh, and by the way, in the AP article here, listen to this. Assistant Attorney General Matthew Olson testifying just days after the nation observed the one-year anniversary of the insurrection at the U.S. Capitol said the number of FBI investigations into suspected domestic violent extremists has more than doubled since the spring of 2020. Now notice what he notes there. The spring of 2020? So what about the summer of 2020? What about Black Lives Matter and Antifa rioting all around the country? So are, are, are we going to look into that? Or is it just conservatives who need to be surveilled? Is it just conservatives that are domestic terrorists? It's okay for Black Lives Matter to cause all that destruction on big American cities, on our streets, small businesses. Forget about that. There was, there was fires everywhere. Destruction anarchy chaos throw throwing anything that they could find at police officers and yet no the justice department doesn't want to look at that at all no it's just it's just mainstream conservatives it's just those conservatives who are domestic terrorists oh by the way finally someone other than uh, uh congressman uh tom massey is finally talking about ray epps Today, Senator Ted Cruz, and, and, and Ted Cruz is walking on eggshells right now with conservatives after describing um, the, the people who caused the insurrection, the people that stormed the Capitol on January 6th, to try to violent um, terrorists as well. I mean, my God, the guy sounds like an FBI agent himself, Ted Cruz. Uh, so we'll get into that a little later on, too. Um, anyway, so McCabe, quote, those people, he says, those people uh, from January 6th, he says, you know, uh, from the lowliest, uh, lowest, lowliest, everyone to pronounce it, the lowest trespasser on January 6th, up to the highest ranking government officials who may have been aware of a plan that would ultimately lead to violence in the Capitol. He means right there, Donald Trump. There's no, that ultimately would lead to violence. What he's trying to say, he's trying to build on the narrative that Donald Trump in his January 6th speech, well, well, he was, he supported it. He told them, he gave them their marching orders, go to the Capitol. Well, what did exactly did he say though? Because we went through the whole transcript on this program. Oh, and guess what we found out? That Donald Trump said peacefully and patriotically, make your voices heard. That's all he said. I mean, it, 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 talk about Donald Trump. And, and, and violent and, 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 and supporting and wanting violence. 
wasn't it Joe Biden who said, I'd like to take Donald Trump behind the gym. So, so, so what? You can knock him out, Joe? What about Congresswoman Maxine Wall? Auntie Maxine? Well, she was saying, get up in those, in those Trump administration officials and supporters, get up in their faces. You know, but, but we don't hear anything about that. That's just fine for Maxine Waters. How about all the Democrats who wanted the Black Lives Matter rioting to continue all throughout the summer? Wasn't it Kamala Harris who tweeted out a bail fund for people who have been arrested because they were rioting, because they were looting, because they were causing destruction? But Kamala Harris, though, that's totally fine. Even told Stephen Colbert, that idiot, said to him, yeah, they're, they're, they're not going to stop. They're not going to stop. They're not going to let up. And they shouldn't stop. Well, Congresswoman Ayanna Presley from the squad who was saying, who was saying there needs to be, as long as there's unrest in our hearts, there needs to be unrest in the streets over and over and over. We heard Democrats supporting, condoning, and wanting the violence. They want. Notice how a lot of Democrats don't even talk about the rioting that occurred. They don't care. They wanted that. They wanted a country in turmoil. Why? Oh, so that they can have all the power. Well, now they have all the power. They have the White House. They have the House. They have the Senate. They will always have the mainstream media in perpetuity. And look at what they've done to this, not only this country, look at Afghanistan. We still have Americans who are trapped, stranded, and abandoned in Afghanistan. And the Biden administration doesn't even talk about it anymore. They're basically, they're being left for dead, being controlled by radical Islamic terrorism when it comes to the Taliban in Afghanistan. What about the SIV recipients? What about Afghan interpreters, right, who helped us when we were there? And now we just surrendered under this Biden administration. I mean, it, it, it really ticks me off. It really, really does. Just the, the plain hypocrisy of the Democratic Party, it never ceases to amaze me. Also, Andrew McCabe says, if we can't, do, if we can't hold those high-ranking officials, the trespassers on January 6th, if we can't hold them accountable, we can't do that. That is just, that's just another sign that we are becoming a, becoming a non-functioning democracy. So I would say again, again, to Andrew McCabe, to the Democratic Party, to anyone who says it's all about, it was an assault on our democracy. It was an attack on our democracy. We don't live in a democracy. That's what they want. I mean, you better believe that's what the Democratic Party wants. And Joe Biden, democracy, democracy, democracy. We don't live in a democracy. We live in a constitutional republic. And 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 and, and I mean, students know that. Well, maybe I would hope that they're learning that. I learned it personally in school. You know, I I I I I, I have my suspicions of teachers nowadays. If they're really teaching students the real history, you know, you see, you follow this page, libs of TikTok on the old Twitter box, you should see what some teachers are doing. One teacher, I think it was in California, you know, she took down the American flag and put up the 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 gay flag, the rainbow flag. Which, by the way, there's so many symbols in that flag now; it's starting to overlap. 
There's pinks. There's what looks like Joseph's amazing Technicolor dream coat at this point in time. Um. Anyway, folks. So uh, Vita Duffy writes to the elites in America, Democrats like McCabe, university administrators, and professors. January sixth. That's the key. That is the key to labeling their political opponents as dangerous, white supremacist extremists, and enacting new policy accordingly. So, folks, the so last Thursday, those are the statements McCabe makes. Now today, here's the Justice Department creating a new unit focused on domestic terrorism. Anyway, all right, we got more news that we have to get into. So Joe Unity Biden, folks, he was insulted earlier today. So he appeared, he was in Hotlanta, uh, uh, giving a speech about voting rights in Georgia. You know, the voting rights that, you know, it's those Republicans, right, who are suppressing the vote. How dare they do that? If they didn't do that, Stacey Abrams would be governor of Georgia. She thinks, Stacey Abrams thinks she's running to be reelected as the governor of Georgia. So my question is, well, then why wasn't Stacey Abrams there? How come Stacey Abrams did not want to appear with a man whose polling is tanking and tanking and tanking? It ain't going up anytime soon. So he was asked by a reporter earlier today before he took off to go to Hotlanta, any thoughts on Stacey Abrams skipping your speech today, sir? You insulted she's skipping your speech. Biden hits back. I'm insulted. You asked the question. Come on, man. What are you, a junkie? What are you, a lying dog fake pony soldier? I spoke to Stacey this morning. We have a great relationship. We got our scheduling mixed up. Now, I don't know about you folks, but if the President of the United States is going to appear in your home state while you're running for governor and that president is in your party as well do you really think that you would mix up the schedules if joe unity biden's approval rating was in the 60s or the 70s stacy abrams will be right there next to him so my only question now you say a scheduling mix-up i mean that's just careless to say the very least I wanted to know why big Stacey Abrams wasn't there. Says everything's fine. Even MSDNC, Joe Scarborough. Well, this is an event custom made for Stacey Abrams. She obviously doesn't want to be on the same stage as Joe Biden. Why would she? Why would anyone want to be on the same stage as Joe Biden? Then he gave then he gives his speech today. And again, makes himself look like a total idiot and a big old buffoon. Headline in the New York Post today. Is this the post? Yeah. Quote, Biden calls Capitol riot coup in Georgia speech, claims he was arrested in civil rights protests. What do you think really happened? Do you think Joe Biden was arrested because he was fighting for civil rights because he was down for the struggle? Of course he wasn't. President Joe Biden today branded the Capitol riot a coup attack. By the way, if you don't understand why they keep bringing up January 6th, and a, and a lot of Americans, 75% of America, I think it was 76, actually, were saying it was a protest that went too far. That's all it was. The American people are sick and tired of hearing about January 6th. And at some point in time, when is Joe Biden going to stop blaming Donald Trump for all the problems in this country? You know, he's been president a uh, little less than a year now. At what point does Joe Biden 
fix the problems that he promised he was going to fix. Anyway, so Joe Biden called the Capitol riot a coup and called on the Senate to scrap its usual 60-vote threshold to pass a pair of election reform bills, meaning eliminating the filibuster. Quote, we're here today to stand against the forces in America that value power over principle. He said, I mean, if, if think about the Democratic Party. Power over principle. You said it, Joe. Now, of course, he's talking about the Republican Party because he's an idiot. Talk about that. But think about this again. Power over principle. Okay. Well, in the Senate, in 2020, when Donald J. Trump was still president, the Democratic Party used the filibuster over 300 times. And now that they have power, now it's got to go. We don't need to hear about the filibuster anymore. 2005, get to Schumer's comments in a second. What he was saying about the filibuster in 2005. So anyway, oh, before Joe got to saying all this, he again referred to Kamala Harris as President Harris. This is like, what, five or six times now? I mean, at, at, at some point he's doing it on purpose, right? Or is he just an old buffoon who can't even read a teleprompter? As far as Republicans go, he says, they want chaos to reign. We want the people to rule, said the president. The battle for the soul of America, it ain't over. We must stand strong, stand together. Make sure January 6th marks not the end of democracy. There we go again. All about democracy. But the beginning of a renaissance of our democracy. Says the defeated former president, his supporters used the big lie about the 2020 election to fuel torrent and torment and anti-voting laws. Then proceeded to say this, voting by mail is a safe and convenient way to get more people to vote. Is it really, Joe? Says they're making it harder for you to vote by mail. He says, let me tell you something here. And there's a chart. I have it here in front of me. Tried and true, absentee voting by mail, absentee voting, which is fine. If you're out of the country, you know, if you have other things, I can't. And by the way, talk about election reform, right? What every American should be off on election day. You should go to your polling station and vote that way in person. And by the way, is it so wrong if you have to show an ID? And the only ID that Democrats want you to show is your COVID vaccine card to vote. In this year's midterms. So, as far as mailing a ballot, only when a voter requests one. That's what absentee voting is. But Democrats and their vote by mail, that, that, not there, requires voter verification. Absentee voting does that. Democrats and their mail-in voting, nope, none of that. Safeguard signature matching, well, absentee voting does that. Democrats vote by mail, nope. Prevents voting after election day. Vote by mail does not do that. True, uh, absentee voting, you bet. Ballot harvesting, not with absentee voting. For the Democrats and their election law, yep, oh yeah, ballot harvesting, baby, they love it. Protects voters from intimidation, well, absentee voting does that. Democrats and their vote by mail, don't think so. Defends, one person, one vote. Absentee voting, you bet. Democrats and their vote by mail, uh-uh. Ensuring a free and fair election. Well, that's what absentee voting does. 
Right? And by the way, absentee voting, and then on top of that, in-person voting. I don't know what it, when that became so wrong to do. Does the Democrats and their election laws, the bill that they want to pass, does that ensure a free and fair election? You bet that it doesn't. Um, Joe Biden, by the way, also uh, decided to say, uh, I asked every elected official in America, how do you want to be remembered? Do you want to be on the side of Dr. King, Martin Luther King Jr., or George Wallace? He brings up George Wallace. Well, George Wallace, the former governor of Alabama, just a total racist. Guess what party George Wallace is from? You bet the Democratic Party. He also said, I did not walk in the shoes. Generations of students who walked these grounds, but I walked other grounds because I'm so old, I was there as well. He said, you think I'm kidding? It seems like yesterday, first time I got arrested. Well, the White House spokespeople did not immediately respond to New York Post's request for information on Biden's arrest. His 2007 autobiography, hilarious title, given how much he's lied to the American people, promises to keep, describes absolutely no arrests ever, at all. And by the way, in 2020, Biden infamously claimed he had he had the great honor of being arrested in South Africa when he was trying to get to see Nelson Mandela, where Mandela was in prison on Robben Island until 1990. He said he thanked Mandela, uh, later admitted he was, it was untrue. I wasn't arrested. I was stopped. I was not able to move where I wanted to go. I, I, all he does, Joe Biden lies and he doesn't even feel remorse about it anymore. I mean, the guy's, the soul, Joe Biden has just been sucked totally out of his body. Couldn't be honest if he wanted to. And by the way, this whole grand speech that he's talking about, voting rights, and he, and Joe Biden wants to scrap the filibuster. You know, it's a relic of the Jim Crow era, right? Well, if you look up what's actually in the bill, maybe talk to the guy who signed the bill, Governor Brian Kemp in Georgia, Guess what the bill does? Expands access to early voting by requiring two mandatory Saturdays, allowing local election officials the option of up to two Sundays during early voting. Also requires all voters to provide a driver's license or a free, you can get it for free, state ID card. He says there's also ballot drop boxes. It also protects polling locations from electioneering by private individuals. Now, as Joe was saying, they can't even, you can't even get water while you're in line. Well, what the bill actually says, because he's lying again, within 150 feet of the precinct, election officials may provide, election officials, by the way, not, not a partisan person who's there, Democrat or Republican or someone supporting, a, obviously supporting one party's campaign, within 150 feet of the precinct, election officials may still provide water beyond 150 feet as previous Georgia law allowed, private individuals, partisan people may campaign and provide water and food for voters. It also requires local election officials to continue tabulating votes until counting is complete. You know, not that there's a pipe leaking here, so we can't count votes anymore. I mean, it's, it's just, re, re, I still can't get over that, folks. Um, so anyway, so that was part of Joe's speech as the voting rights go. 
also then says we need to pass it because of it, that we got to get rid of the filibuster in the Senate so we can pass it. You had the Washington Compost writing today. Listen to this headline. Washington Compost report frets cinema. Stubbornly opposed to eliminating the filibuster. Stubbornly opposed. Washington Compost continued a media pattern of fretting over moderate Democrats who want to abandon the filibuster. Only two Senate Democrats, Kirsten, Joe says Kristen, Kirsten Cinema and Senator Joe Manchin, West by God, Virginia, have resisted efforts to scrap the rule. Well, in a piece today, Washington Compost reporter Seung Min Kim describes Cinema's position as remaining, quote, stubbornly opposed to not to eliminating the filibuster. Um, what was awfully funny about this is in 2018, that reporter, Kim, tweeted this. The 60-vote threshold to pass most legislation in the Senate has been a long-simmering frustration for Trump, who has repeatedly tweeted demands to gut the filibuster, even as most senators, careful to protect, listen to this, an institution that prizes minority rights have resisted. So what happened to that? Now that Democrats are in charge, if you don't want to eliminate the filibuster, you're stubbornly opposed to doing it, you must be an idiot. You must be on the wrong side. Now go back to 2005. Charles E. Schumer, quote, this is what he was saying about the filibuster, about how important the filibuster is. Bottom line, very simple. Charles E. Schumer says, the ideologues in the Senate want to turn what the founding fathers called the cooling saucer of democracy into the rubber stamp of dictatorship. You know how Schumer talks, right? We will not let them. They want because they can't get their way on every judge to change the rules in midstream. I can't even do it. I'm annoying myself. He says to wash away 200 years of history. They want to make this country into a banana republic by eliminating the filibuster. So then what is Charles E. Schumer advocating for? Turning this country into a banana republic. Obviously, he said it, not me. Where if you don't get your way, you change the rules. Are we going to let them? It'll be a doomsday for democracy if we do. I mean, folks, this is, this, is, this is the Democratic Party for you. This is how hypocritical these people really well and truly are. And so far, Kirsten Sinema and Joe Manchin say they're not going. To eliminate the filibusters so you know we'll see i mean mansion was strong when it came to build back better we'll see if he's strong see if kirsten cinema's strong when it comes to these the voting rights bill um sticking with the senate here ted cruz today was uh asking uh this is a senate judiciary uh committee hearing um the woman here uh uh, jill sanborn is her name the executive assistant director of the fbi Ted Cruz, I, I tip my hat to him today, a lot of Americans, he says, are concerned that the federal government deliberately encouraged illegal and violent conduct on January 6th. So my question to you, Jill Sanborn, and this is not an ordinary law enforcement question, this is a question of public accountability. Did federal agents or those in service of federal agents actively encourage violent and criminal conduct? Now, all she continued to say, is that she can't answer due to sources and methods. Sir, I cannot answer that question again and again and again. Well, he says, you know who Ray Epps is? 
you know, do, do you know anything about Ray Epps at all? He says, was Ray Epps, was he, was he employed by the FBI? And again, all she did, well, sir, I cannot answer that question over and over and over. I mean, very frustrating for Ted Cruz, but I'm glad that some, and by the way, I wonder why. And if, because this narrative, you know, call it a narrative. We went through the revolver piece that did a investigatory report on Ray Epps and January 6th. Why wouldn't the FBI just say today, nope, Ray, we, we don't, no recollection of Ray Epps. Ray Epps is not a Fed, as was being chanted, but but she didn't. So I, I, I cannot answer that question. Fauci was also testifying today. Oh my God. So uh, when it comes to Senator Roger Marshall from Kansas, Dr. Fauci got so mad at him. Oh my God. So he was uh, uh, Senator Roger Marshall, uh, who's a medical doctor. Says the Fauci, you have an annual salary in 2020 that was $434,000. You oversee over $5 billion in federal research grants as the highest paid employee in the entire federal government. Yes or no? Would you be willing to submit to Congress and the public a financial disclosure that includes your past and current investments? Says, I don't, I don't understand why, why you're asking me that question. My financial disclosure is public knowledge. Has been for 37 years. Well, Marshall says the big tech giants are doing an incredible job of keeping it from the public. He says, we'll continue to look for it. Where, where would we find it? He says, all you, all you have to do is ask for it. You're so misinformed. It's extraordinary. Fauci was very testy today. Um, he also says, well, this is a huge issue. He says, well, wouldn't you agree with me that you have, you see things before members of Congress would see them. So that there's an air of appearance that maybe some shenanigans are going on. He says, Senator, what are you talking about? My financial disclosures are public knowledge. Have been and they have been so. You are getting amazingly wrong information. What are you talking about? He says, Well, we can't find them. Our office can't find them. Where would they be if they are public knowledge? He says it's totally accessible to you. Right? He says to the to, it's totally accessible to the public, Fauci says. So, well, Marshall, Senator Roger Marshall says, all right, great. Well, we look forward to reviewing it. Then Fauci on a, on a mic, I guess he didn't turn it off or whatever, says, what a moron, Fauci says. Wow, all right, that's one way to talk about a Republican senator. And if, if you need any more evidence of how partisan Fauci, Fauci also, and Rand Paul was going at him too, is holding, was holding up a, a, a piece of paper that says fire Dr. Fauci and was asking Rand Paul why he was profiting off of that. Rand Paul says, well, listen, as far as a planner who believes he is the science leads to an arrogance that justifies in his mind using government resources to smear and to destroy the reputations of other scientists who disagree with them. He was saying, says this is not only antithetical to the scientific method, it's cheap politics and it's reprehensible. He said, and, and Rand Paul, as per usual, clearly got under Dr. Fauci's skin. Also said, more people have died now under President Biden than did under President Trump. You are the one responsible. You, Dr. Fauci, are the architect. You are the lead architect for the response from the government. And now 800,000 people have died. Do you think it's a winning success? What you've advocated for, for government? Fauci says, Senator, first of all, if you look at everything I said, 
you accuse me of in a monolithic way, telling people what they need to do. Everything that I've said has been in support of CDC guidelines, wear a mask, get boosters. Paul says he's had enough of Fauci at this point. You've made it coercive and done by mandate. You've advocated your infallible opinion by di dictated by law. And, 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 and Senator Rand Paul is absolutely right. This is Dr. Fauci that doesn't even want to talk about natural immunity. Same Dr. Fauci who's saying to people, you can't criticize me because if you criticize me, you're criti criticizing science because I am science. I mean, on the, at the very least, what kind of egomaniac, you know, arrogant piece of garbage says, I am science. I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad that Senator Rand Paul and Senator, I think they did a good job today. I'm pretty harsh on Republicans along with Democrats, but I got, I got to say, Senator Ted Cruz, Senator um, um, Rand Paul really did a pretty good job today um, in their respective rights. All right, folks, we have good news, as always, on the program. We are, well, this isn't really good news, the 666th day of slowing the spread. As far as the Biden administration goes, folks, we have 1,104 days left to survive. 